America, this is Raven Youngblood, Cage Code 7Q960. We are in active standing with the DoD. Uh, you go to sam.gov, just search Cage Code 7Q960. We're also licensed with the uh, Kansas Secretary of State's office as well. So being a government contractor, I have an obligation to kind of catch you up to speed on the reality of gun control and what's going on in America. All right, the first thing we have to do is dispel the myth. Control laws affect criminals and keep guns out of the hands of criminals. This is a total fabrication, a lie. It's 100% impossible to stop criminals from having guns, and this is why I'm going to tell you in detail. We have the type of equipment on electronics out there in the United States today that allows us to manufacture weapons, fully automatic firearms, semi-automatic firearms, single-shot firearms, uh, ammunition, brass, gunpowder, bullets can all be manufactured. You can make a clay mold out of the proper caliber of bullet. You can get blocks of lead, melt the lead down, make yourself bullets, uh, melt down copper for casing those bullets. You can melt down copper for the casings of the ammunition. You can get sulfur and other chemicals to make gunpowder that don't require identification. Um, so you can manufacture your own gunpowder, which, as everyone may or may not know, the federal government puts small tags, small ID tags, in gunpowder that's sold by manufacturers and retailers to hunters, black powder hunters, uh, gun manufacturers, uh, private individuals. So if you buy it from a retailer, each canister of that gunpowder has identification markers so that if you use it to make an explosive device or so forth, ATF can track you and, and so forth. Now, as a criminal, you, you get the proper chemical uh, components like sulfur, and I'm not going to tell you what the other components are because I don't, I don't want to be liable for you making a bomb uh, or anything like that. So, But you can get sulfur and, and the other components to make gunpowder and you can manufacture it on your own and it doesn't have those identification markers. It's very simple to do. It's like making napalm with laundry detergent and gasoline. Um, you know, and you can even use jet fuel to make it even more potent. I mean, like I said, this is stuff that they have thousands of manuals out there. Uh, Ludi, uh, Ludi's submachine gun, 9mm submachine gun manual made by Ludi. Um, back in Europe, it's still on the market today and uh, for building homemade machine guns. But there's a lot of other different authors that provide manuals on how to build fully functional, fully automatic weapons. So the fact that the knowledge is out there makes gun control obsolete. It makes it impossible to keep guns out of the hands of criminals. Because if they have the schematics, which are totally legal and educational to produce and to distribute, if they have the blueprint to the gun that they want to make, they can manufacture it. They have 3D printers, they have machine shop equipment, they have welding equipment. They can manufacture their own weapons. And, the, and if anyone says they don't, you can go to YouTube and... Uh, History Channel, National Geographic, look under the ATF website, the government website, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. They have a, a few videos of their guns that have been confiscated that were homemade, homemade submachine guns, fully automatic, and so forth. So, the evidence is out there. 
There's no disputing the fact that criminals do do this in today's world. In fact, in the Philippines, they do it in the jungle in little huts with no electricity and nothing but hand tools. And they make exact replicas of the AR-15, of the uh, M4 carbine, of the uh, 1911 Colt 45 ACP uh, with the seven round clips. They make them exact replicas with no serial numbers, no identifying markers, and they sell them to the black market. Now, they usually get about $120 a gun for the handguns, about $200 a pop, $250 a pop for the assault rifles that they manufacture. And it usually takes them, with hand tools, it takes them about two weeks to produce five guns. Um, that's if there's four or five people working in the same little hut together. Now, if they have a machine shop, a 3D printer, and welding equipment, they can manufacture probably 50 guns a month, um, maybe two months. So for every month to two months, you're probably looking at somewhere between 25 to 50 guns going out on the street that are ghost guns or unregistered, unmarked, don't have serial numbers, going into the hands of criminals, gangbangers, being sold out on the street. The cartel is really big about doing that, uh, manufacturing their own weapons uh, have, and selling them on the, on the black market. So the fact that um, criminals can manufacture firearms, ammunition, and explosives and biological weapons on their own using basic materials that you can buy anywhere um, makes it obsolete. I mean, as far as like trying to make a difference by making gun laws to say we're going to stop these criminals. It's impossible. It's 100% impossible to stop criminals from having guns. All you do with gun laws is you victimize the citizens and the, the main law-abiding population and uh, you drive up the black market. So instead of getting 150 to $250 for these illegal ghost guns, um, you've bumped the price up to 500 to 1000 So now the, the black market, on the black market, they can get 500 to $1,000 per gun. But that still doesn't mean they're, gonna be, they're not going to be selling those 45 caliber Colt replicas for two $300 a pop to gangbangers all over the street. So the fact that all your kid has to do is join a gang or get out on the street and know the local drug dealer and he can obtain a firearm, that gun laws don't change that. So your kids are still getting killed. School shootings are still happening. Uh, mass murders are now, uh, gun violence are on the rise. Because look at Chicago, highest gun laws in the, in the country, and they have the most gun violence in the entire country. Why? Because illegal firearms are being obtained, not by a gun store, not by a gun, uh, gun show, but illegally stolen from the, from the train yards. Uh, when they rob the trains from the gun shipments going from the supplier to the manufacturer, they rob those trains. They steal the crates of guns. They manufacture their own guns. They put them on the street. Voila. Criminals, well-equipped, heavily armed. And now liberal society wants to demilitarize the police so that they can't compete with the criminal element. And then they want to create gun laws to victimize U.S. citizens so that the criminals have the advantage. Now, a criminal organization, which happens today, in today's world in 2018, the cartel have a method of, of how they deal with their new, newly obtained drug houses. They come over the border, 
on the border towns between Mexico and the United States. They find a house that they can uh, do a house invasion, a home invasion on. They scope the individuals out. They wait till that, you know, they, they get down the, the person's work schedules. They're coming home, going to work. They find out when they can get the entire family in the house at one point in time. They cut the phone lines, cut the power lines. They put a jammer out in the car, park the car out in the front of the house so that no cell phone transmissions get through, no internet transmissions get through. That the jammer's taking care of that. They rush into the house, do a home invasion. They break in. They kill the family, rape the mothers, the daughters, sometimes the sons, and fathers get raped. I know it's a sad reality, but that's what happens. They murder the family. They put them in plastic, wrap them up, duct tape them, cut a big hole in the wall. They shove the bodies in the wall. They put plaster and new drywall over the wall, repaint it. Then they stick an illegal immigrant family into that household and then the immigrant family just does it about their business you know kids going to school mom and dad going to work and any drug cartel that runs over the border has a stash house that they can stash their drugs kilos of cocaine they can stay there it's like a safe house sometimes the cartel will do that with normal houses and run a drug house for they'll call what they call a burnout house and what they'll do is they'll do the same thing, the home invasion. They'll kill the family, put them in the walls. Then they'll uh, put a, one of their soldiers, one of their foot soldiers up in there, or a crack addict that's, you know, some kind of crackhead junkie that they can lock in there and monitor. And then they throw in product. They put up little, uh, little entry points into the walls. They drill holes through the walls from the inside to the outside they put pvc piping tube in there and then the crackhead walks in throws a 20 dollars bill in one tube a crack rock flies out the other tube and no one ever sees anyone and the crackhead doesn't have to knock on the door they just have to go to the side of the house drop in their 20 dollars bill a rock drops out the side of the house and crackhead picks it up and leaves they do that 24 hours a day until it's burnt out until the cops get a lead on it and they move in to uh apprehend the crack or invade the crack house and usually if it's a cartel run crack house they'll have 50 gallon drums of gasoline with pipe bombs strapped to it and you'll have a your typical pipe bomb with the uh, galvanized steel pipe cap cover ends you'll have a positive negative wire running into the pipe bomb of course it'll mostly have gunpowder or some other explosive incendiary fluid inside the pipe bombs to make them you know make it explode They'll uh, they'll strap those to the 50 gallon drums of gas. So when they when the cops bust open the door, it hits the toggle switch. The toggle switch, of course, positive and negative is hooked to the motorcycle battery, to the toggle switch, and the toggle switch to the pipe bomb. So the minute the door busts open or the window busts open, it hits that switch. Positive and negative wires are twisted together inside the pipe bomb. It causes a spark, it heats up, ignites the gunpowder or whatever inflammatory device. It explodes, rips open the 50-gallon drum of gas, sends gas everywhere, all over, the, all over the entire house. Burns up not only the product that's in there, but any evidence that the police might have obtained. And most likely, the dead bodies. So it'll be hard to identify the dead bodies. You know, they're going to have to go through dental records and so forth. It takes a prolonged uh, amount of time to find out, to identify not only the murdered family members, but the illegal immigrant that's inside the house as well. So these are factual things that ICE runs into every once in a while and the, the reality of the kind of crime that happens in America right now. 
uh, through criminal activity. Now imagine with gun laws disarming your citizens, American citizens, criminal organizations can go through apartment complexes like they do in New York right now with Bloods and Crips where New York has a no gun law in effect. The Bloods and Crips, fully armed, go into an apartment complex. They take over the residence of the entire complex. They make them prisoners, basically, in their own homes. And then they run drugs out of the apartment complex, nonstop. That happens today. You can find that in Coney Island. You can find that in Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens. Just ask anybody. They do it in Compton. They take over entire neighborhoods that way. So now you're victimizing the entire civilian population by making them unarmed. Now criminals have free will to do home invasions, anything they want. Rob, rape, kill, murder, doesn't matter. You're unarmed. They have no opposition. They can come in and take advantage of you in any, any way, shape, or form they want. And the police can't respond in time to hit multiple victims at the same time, you know, to multiple locations at once. Sometimes it'll take them an hour to two hours to respond because they've got other calls as well. So that's what you're doing with gun laws. You're, you're making people victims. That kid that does the school shootings, all they have to do is go to the local gang members, buy a ghost gun, walk into the school and do another school shooting. Gun laws don't stop that. What gun laws do is they, they provide the government with an opportunity to obtain civilians in the event that they have to put them in internment camps for political reasons, uh, no matter what that might be. I mean, the and to say the government won't do that is ridiculous because we have done that. When we went to war with Japan, most of the Japanese population was unarmed. The government went to each individual Japanese household and ripped them from their homes and threw them in internment camps where they lived for almost 10 years before you know the camps were completely destroyed and everybody was set free so to say it hasn't happened in america it has america has put people in internment camps u.s citizens in internment camps in the united states it's in our history we did it with the japanese uh, americans they know the horror stories it's in our history books it's not taught in school but it is in our history so that's basically the only thing that gun laws do. The gun laws make it easier for the government to come in and violate your rights. So that what happened in Texas with that one rancher where all the militia came with their guns and they, they held off the, the federal government and they said, you're not coming on this property and victimizing this family. We're going to stop you. And they did. They successfully stopped the federal government from coming in and victimizing that rancher until, you know, peace negotiations were talked out and they, they finally gave up. But the fact that they held off the federal government is why gun laws are trying to be, why they're trying to put them in place, is to prevent that from happening. They want to prevent the opposition of them taking control of redistribution of wealth or anything that they're talking about. And if you listen to the Democratic Party, Democratic Party has been discussing the distribution of wealth and also... Um, compensating certain individuals that because of their skin color that they need reparations which is totally ludicrous because in today's day and age black is not a race white is not a race so we can't really say that just because you have a skin color that you were this or you were that you know um, there are genetically proven to be at least four races of individuals with different bone structure and different genetic DNA code that have black skin. There are at least eight, if not more, 
genetically different, bone structure different, white-skinned races of people that are totally different from each other. Their bone structure is different. Their genetic DNA is different from each other. They're different human beings altogether. But in America, we're so ignorant, we classify everyone with white skin as being one race and all people with black skin being one race from one continent, and that's not true. And that can be scientifically proven. So, the fact that Americans are ignorant to, the, to that point adds to the problem. Uh, and the fact that they're buying into this gun control issue is a huge problem in itself. So... As Americans, we need to really wake up and focus on why do they want gun control if it doesn't affect criminals. Now remember, capital murder, murder has a death penalty or a possible life sentence attached to it. Robbery, armed robbery, has 15 to life on it. Rape has at least 10 years on it. So if they're willing to do a crime that'll get them somewhere between 10 years to the death penalty or life imprisonment, um, manufacturing a firearm, which is only a penalty of 5 to 10 years, uh, 15 in extreme case, those gun laws don't affect a criminal. The criminal is already willing to do a crime that requires the death penalty or requires a life sentence. He's not worried about the charge of a gun of manufacturing a firearm or having being caught with a fully automatic firearm. In fact, it's actually a benefit for him because if he gets caught with a fully automatic firearm, it's a federal offense and he goes to a federal penitentiary, which is like a cakewalk compared to a state penitentiary. They actually have better gyms and better weightlifting equipment and you know better, better movie nights and stuff and better food at a federal prison than they do at a state prison. So uh, having a fully automatic weapon actually helps the criminal um, live a more comfortable life after he's been caught. So, you know, the fact that that, that that doesn't come into the equation of gun control should really worry you. There's only one opposition why they would want gun control at all, and that's to avoid opposition in the, in the act of a government uh, requisition or takeover of your person or your belongings. That's it. Now remember, I'm a government contractor, Cage Code 7Q960, and I'm alerting you to what these senators are doing. The senators are over here trying to commit gun law, put gun laws in place that absolutely do not affect the criminal element whatsoever. It does not stop crime, will not stop gun violence. It will not affect the criminal. But it will affect the law-abiding citizen that actually follows the law. So, why do they want you disarmed? They have, they have alternative motives. They've been already talking about the, uh, the whole redistribution of wealth. They've been discussing the fact that uh, they need to bring in all these illegal aliens and, and try to out the United States citizens that are already here. Um, you know, they're doing a lot of shady things that you and I know are wrong. And the fact that these gun laws do not affect criminals whatsoever, but only affect law-abiding citizens, what are they up to? Ask yourself, what are they up to? All right, this is Raven Youngblood. Uh, you have a wonderful day. It's 2018, and I hope this year is a lot better than last. God bless.